This is Health in the Details podcast. This podcast is for real people, real women, and mothers who want to walk the streets of holistic health and healing. Discovering holistic health details that are doable and maybe hide in the back alleys of the streets, but can uplift, provide insight, and change your life. A place for you to expand and truly understand. This podcast is about upleveling your health so you can live your best self and make an impact how you want in your life and others. I'm your host, Stephanie Spurgeon. So today is going to be a great day because we're really breaking it down to the basics. And really, you know, food is thy medicine and medicine is thy food. You know, we knew this dating way back to Hippocrates. I mean, there was no doubt that good food dictated your health, dictates your energy, it dictates everything, cellular activity, your ability to cope with stress, your internal balance, your organs functioning and communicating with one another, whether you get sick, whether you are able to ward off cancers and fight free radicals. So food is number one. I mean, we eat three times a day, 365 days a year. But let's really rewind. So when we talk about food, good food can be extremely objective to a lot of people and especially in the holistic health community. You know, it's often not really defined so so well that good food can be interpreted to one person to the next differently, depending on your upbringing, the way that you were raised, the way that you eat, maybe the notions that you have been given, maybe in your education, maybe by just tradition or likes or dislikes. So let's really talk though about good food because it's transformed so much over a historical time period. And it really, you know, begins way back when. Like our ancestors really used to eat well and then they invented agriculture and they started making vegetables. They mostly made meat. And then they learned how to cook meat and then they ate vegetables. And then prior to 1950, 1930s, 1950s, most agricultural, most people had gardens. Most people had organic agriculture and they took really good care of their animals. There was no such thing as genetically modified organisms or genetically modified food. There was no such thing as these pesticides and these inventions. And there really was not yet on the scene the amount of sugar put in food, the amount of highly processed food. And so then right around this time, you know, in in the 1950s, you know, maybe 1930s, 40s, Things like Crisco, um, trans fats started emerging and replacing things like lard. And so you look at historically the past of our grandparents or great-grandparents, especially my great-grandmother. I remember she was 
quite ridiculed actually for eating her bacon grease egg every morning and you know she had her eggs and bacon and she ate really good food actually it was like ingrained from her from a very young age and suddenly we became afraid of fat and my great-grandmother lived to 104 years old and she was sharp as a tack and she grew up prior to that and stubbornly kind of carried good food over by default throughout her entire life however subsequently her children my children everybody is influenced by the invention of sugar i mean we may all know this by western a price we've mentioned this in prior episodes about how you know people that farm off the land take good care of their animals eat organic food and i'm saying organic loosely here and we're going to dive into that here in a minute i'm saying that they really had barely any health issues and then people start getting dental cavities and such because they start living on refined carbohydrates refined food processed things things that we start manufacturing additives we start putting in and then it only gets worse from there and we begin to put additives in food historically dyes emerge natural flavors emerge citric acids emerge and so let's really peel away the onion and talk about what good food is because additives are not good for you they are an invention they are mostly most of the time chemicals and so our body does not recognize these things our body is constantly battling to detoxify these things or trying to integrate them into our cellular structure and as a result providing little to no energy to our bodies because they are completely devoid of the nutrients that our body needs for chemical reactions so good food is seriously good food it is organic food and when i say organic i don't mean it has to be certified organic because if you start to uncover the mass production of organic farming you will also find that a lot of these organic mass-produced foods are really devoid of a lot of nutrients due to the soil levels of vitamins minerals and nutrients in the soil but that said a certified organic vegetable is 110 times better than a so really the organic food is a better choice but at the same time it may not be the best choice and this is when coming into shopping local talking to people at farmers markets or your neighbors or things like this may really be super beneficial because you're also going to save money in this aspect of growing your own food or shopping locally and the nutritional value of the organic food far extends that of the mass production of organic food that's certified and so when you're looking at that kind of food most likely you know i've been to a lot of markets and i've talked to little old women that sell their cabbages and you know it's called the face factor 
and these people are not using chemicals and when you talk to them their passion for the food that they grow is apparent and i know that the usda label is often there to provide us some sort of comfort knowing that it is organic and that if you, you do shop at a store that is highly coveted like that is an assurance that you need otherwise you will not know that it is organic and you will be consuming pesticides residues herbicides all things that tack the central nervous system deplete nutrients and destroy your digestion cause stress so that said though again shopping locally and this is kind of more of a sustainable route to go and you do you have to be careful in this aspect as well although it may seem great there are definitely some things that people don't know and some people do still spray their local gardens they still use roundup or they still use slug away and that's just the way they were taught and it may not mean that it's you know it's not their fault they just weren't informed and so it's still important if you're going to grow your own garden and or talk to people you know that you ask the right questions you ask what they use to spray they ask you know you ask what they fertilize the soil with you ask these questions everything the gardener does what do you use for slugs what do you use for um gnats what do you use you know and a lot of a lot of people you know that are good gardeners use herbs and symbiotic plants to keep these pests away this is kind of a French style of farming. So that said, organic food is just an amazing thing that is a step above what we could ever ask for. And so when we talk about organic food, that's what we really mean. We mean organic food, but in a sense that far extends behind organic. When we talk about good food, we're talking about one ingredient foods. We're talking about cabbage one ingredient we're talking about chard one ingredient so when you start raising a child or craving something and moving into processed foods especially even organic foods these days the label is usually composed of 12 or more ingredients and so when you look at that label if it's three or more ingredients you really have to dive in because a red alert of an ingredient is natural flavors. Natural flavors can hide, by the FDA standards, hide 32 individual carcinogenic ingredients behind this one label. It's basically a loophole to put whatever you want in the food. So if something has natural flavors, just most likely step away. Um, There are some products, however, on that thing that then go further to explain what the natural flavors are, assuming they might be flavored with peppermint oil or essential oils. And then then you can say, okay. So really, in reality, the best food is one ingredient food. And when you start reading labels, 
you start to get into chemicals, regardless if it's organic, regardless if it's GMO certified. And you know, let's, let's bring that up. GMO certified is extremely important if that's your best option. So GMO certified is not organic. And I'm not saying organic standards are super duper high. They're a lot better. But GMO usually means that it takes place in a place that does have pesticide or herbicide runoff. And it has all these pollutants. So it doesn't mean the food is clean. It just means that you're not using any genetically modified organisms, which is completely unnatural for the body. Our body does not even recognize these organisms. So basically you're wasting your money and it's pointless because you're not utilizing the nutrients. So then when we're choosing organic food, we talked briefly about that. And now we know what the best options are for vegetables. So then we can move further into meats and choosing meats can be a big topic. So for this episode, if you want to circle back to the bison episode with North Star Bison and Sean Grease, that was a great episode, really talking about the certifications, an episode you really don't want to miss. And if you really want to start getting into meat, it's a great place to start. But meat needs to be organic, bare minimum. And it does have to be certified organic because chicken and pigs eat grain. They eat foods. And if it is not certified organic, they are eating genetically modified soy and genetically modified corn. And meat is extremely important, a cut above, because the animal's flesh absorbs whatever they eat, whatever they do. So that's why grass-fed, pasture-raised meats taste better because they live a happy life. So in that aspect, we're just going to touch on that. And no matter what situation you are, if you're shopping in a store, wherever you're at, certified organic meat is the number one. And so when we're talking about good food here, we're talking about food that is all whole ingredients. We're talking about whole food. We're talking about organic meats. And I hope this really helped break it down a little bit because sometimes in the holistic health community, good food is such a loose term. Like I said, it's bio-individual and it depends on you and your upbringing and all the factors. And, you know, you're just not aware of the 10 other ingredients in the burrito, although it looks like a good bean burrito. When you really turn the label over, you find a lot of different things in there that may be chemicals lurking in the food. Thanks for joining me today on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, click those three little dots in the corner, share with your friends. It means something to you and you really think somebody could get something out of it. Share it on Spotify. Don't forget to listen on all the platforms. Health in the Detail is available on all the platforms. And more importantly, it's so important to write a review. Your thoughts are so appreciated and reviews are really valued. I really value what you say. 
So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and see you soon.